Hello and welcome to Talk Derby to Me. I'm Blake Fellows. We're back. We've had about six weeks away uh, after 67 episodes in in a calendar year, which was some undertaking. So we just had a little bit of time off. We've still been recording. We've got loads and loads of great stuff to to bring you in the next few weeks. If you're listening for the first time, go back and check out what we've done before. Some brilliant chats, even if I say so myself. The likes of Will Hughes, Johnny Russell, Craig Bryson. Just brilliant, brilliant conversations about about Derby. So I put out there during the break that we're after a few sponsors just to keep it going because a lot of it comes out of my pocket. Not say a lot of it, all of it. And two two Derby businessmen have come forward and, and backed us, which is absolutely brilliant of them. Dan Atwell and uh, and Fran Brady. Um, Dan Atwell runs Connect Red, which is a uh, telecommunications company. So basically, they're in they're in partnership with Vodafone. They've got loads of shops around the the local area. And they're doing really well, smashing it. And Dan and his partner Chloe running that Connect Red, and he's been good enough to to sponsor us and back us and um, get on our social media because all the links to how to get in touch with them are there. And, and deal with Dan because he is he's brilliant, he's a top lad. And and Fran Brady, who runs SMJ Brady Construction in Derby, um, he's been good enough as well to back us. Um, again, go and check them out. Anything you need, they do all sorts of construction and. There's a big long list that if you look on our social media, you'll be able to see that. So thank you to SMJ Brady um, and Fran for, for sorting it all out. And nice one. And go check them out and support them like they've supported us. Uh, we're a community, aren't we? So yeah, that's the, the boring admin out of the way. Let's crack on, shall we? Here's Derbyshire's Player of the Year, Matt Critchley, and BBC Radio Derby's cricket commentator, Dave Fletcher. All right, so uh, the end of a, a particularly short and strange cricket season this year. Uh, I didn't see a ball bowled for the first time in, I can't remember the first season, probably 97, 98, something like that, that in the flesh I've not seen uh, any cricket. Seen a lot on YouTube and sat on the phone watching a lot of cricket, but unfortunately not got to see to see Derbyshire this season. Um, we've got, as ever, with a cricket one, the voice of Derbyshire cricket himself. And now the, the, voice, of, the voice of Burton Albion. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on that, Fletch, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm sorry to have put you through all that YouTube misery. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, some of the ones you were commentating with were quite were quite decent, so uh, we did get some enjoyment out of it. And uh, <laughs> uh, the Dobbshire, Dobbshire Player of the Year this year, Matt Critchley, how are you, pal? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for that. Obviously, pretty cool to pick that up in a shortened season. Obviously, probably a bit sweeter if you did it over six months, but nah, good to speak to you again. Have you dropped it yet? <laughs> nah. No, I've, I've put it firmly on the man on the yeah. desk at home, so hopefully it won't get knocked over. But it was in about three pieces, so when I first got it, I was a bit nervous. But now, hopefully, now it's all right. <laughs> Not to tell this is Blake. It's glass. It's. it's, I, it's yeah. I mean, people will have seen it on social media. I'm sure with, with Critch holding it, uh, but it's made of glass, and uh, and it was carried in, a, in just a normal carrier bag to Headingley before he was uh, awarded it. Yeah, none uh, of it's connected. The top no. comes off, the bottom comes off. Like. And the, the media team basically washed their hands of it and said, well, we've got it here and it's in one piece. Chris, you can take it now, that's it. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, they were washing, washing their hands of it completely. It was great. Look, looking back on the season, how, how would you kind of sum it up then? Because it's, um, it's some reasonable success for Derbyshire, obviously finishing second in the, the Bob Willis Trophy group and some, some decent wins. And looking back, a decent season, do you think? Yeah, uh, the four-day stuff, I'd say, was pretty good. Like, Really, we played one bad game against Lanks when we needed to get a win, really. That was just obviously a shame. But I think 
if you take that game out, we've played some good cricket with a pretty youngish side. Well, definitely a young bowling attack. Like the batting's a bit more experienced now, but yeah, I think it was pretty successful in that overall. Like playing against some big counties. Um, I don't think the rain actually helped us out this year. Like we kept having one in his games where we were actually going to get on top in the game. Like especially the Durham one. Like I think we were a hundred runs ahead, like in the first innings, like still five down when it started raining on that last day. So that was frustrating. Um, obviously, the T20s was disappointing. I don't think you can dress that up. We did have a young side, but we didn't play as well as we could. Um, but yeah, it was just nice to get out there, like really. And yeah, the four day stuff was definitely some good signs going forward. We pretty much played in a well. I know Knots have got relegated and Durham are, but we pretty much play major counties throughout most of the time in the four day stuff and I think we definitely held our own really What was that what was that Knox game like on the final day I'm commentating I'm getting pelted by uh, Alex Hughes and Dustin Melton for not being optimistic <laughs> enough and not being positive enough having said that even at the beginning of day five day four rather 10% chance of best because chasing 365 just doesn't happen it, it simply doesn't happen obviously it did yeah. happen what was it? What was it like in the changing room? A lot of people, especially towards the end of it, sitting in the, the same place, not moving. Don't you can't do this. You can't do that. No talking. Um, yeah, there probably was. Like I think that pitch actually got better all the way through. Like never really spun or anything. Like and even the wickets we lost after the new ball, we probably give them away. Like the wickets, like I give my wicket away, and then like Harvey probably just didn't get going. Like after that as well. So. I think there was always the belief, but yeah, at the end it was pretty cool. I think at Knott's the we were right behind the bowler's arm where we sat. So like when they weren't bowling from our end, everyone was like looking through the door, like to get a better view. And then the other one, you had to go back into the changing room, but they're not the normal changing room, so the viewing's not great. So everyone's like, Meh. but then yeah, it was it was cool. Obviously, Finney and Mikey at the end. Well, Finney played brilliantly throughout the day, but yeah, that was pretty special. That was a cool moment. <laughs> It was one of the more remarkable uh, things I've seen in the five seasons or four and a half, whatever you want to call it, that I've been uh, I've been watching. Um, and then and then you went to Leicester and, and you picked up uh, you picked up career best, which was nice. Yeah, that was obviously good. It was uh, I think that Knotts game obviously gave us a bit of momentum, like a bit of belief really more than anything. And then yeah, that was obviously pretty cool that day to <laughs> to take six wickets and I think. It's always cool when you take wickets, but when you do it to win the game, like obviously makes it even more sweeter. But yeah, that was obviously good. And I think that just showed the cricket we can play. We just need to keep trying to get more consistent to like when we have a bad session, we don't lose the game, which we got better at for most of this season this year. But yeah, that was obviously a pretty, pretty cool win. I was trying to think off the top of my head and I've struggled. Uh, I, I think there was only you... Billy Godelman and Leas Deploy played in every one of the. Is that you might you might not know yourself? Why would you? I, it, it, uh, the, the, was, they did chop and change a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just thinking back now. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. yeah cause, well, cause they said at the start of the season we were going to do some like rotation. And I think when you bat and ball spin, like you don't really want to ever get rotated. But I think it was definitely the right thing to do with the seamers and all rounders, like. I think even in the games we played, at least two or three of the lads were playing through like half injuries anyway. So like fair play to them for cracking off and 
cracking on because I think a short season everyone just wanted to keep playing and keep going but yeah obviously Lewis does everything in the four day stuff so I think he deserved a, a well earned break and it give, gives people opportunities like I think like Tom Wood got limited opportunities this year but every time he got an opportunity he did very well really so I think that's what this year has been good it's been cool to see like Vince Dykeman and bowling attacker Ben Aitchens and Sam Connors and Mikey Cohen like they're obviously young and not played a lot but then they held their own in every game so I think that's what this season's brought it's been good to see The the, the two first games of the season the two Bob Willis uh, wins you couldn't they're like two contrasting types of victory really weren't they obviously like the, the dramatic win at Notts and then like a more controlled like uh, win at Leicester as a pro which one do you take do you, do you like the the fight the coming back from from looking like you're not going to get a result or do you like the the oh right we controlled it all the way through and this has been like we've uh, held the match I think when you win the Notts one's obviously more exciting but I'd rather play my cricket like we won the Leicester one when it's like when we're going to win, not if we're going to win. Like, they only got to that last day three when you're so far ahead of it. But yeah, I think we've done a few in the last year, a few years where like we've managed to pull off a win like that, uh, in white ball and red ball. Um, so that's obviously good, shows the spirit. But I think I'd take the Leicester wins more often than that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that knots one. That I think games like that will live with you throughout your career, really. Well, we we. Like I've said, being a Derbyshire lad and Fletcher will know as well, but we just don't win at first-class games at Trent Bridge. It just doesn't happen. I think it's nearly 20-odd years, in it, Fletcher? 2002, yeah. I think. I've never seen, I've never seen Derbyshire beat Nottinghamshire in any form of cricket in my time until that game. That just yeah. adds something extra to it. It's like doing it, but doing it at Trent Bridge against Notts. It's, it's probably one no. of the pictures in my time watching Derbyshire. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm one from one Red Bull cricket at Notts now, so hopefully keep it that way 100%. But white ball struggled a bit more, but yeah, they're obviously a good side, and I wouldn't say it's not really a tough place to play. I think they're just a good side, so it obviously comes down to that. And I think in white ball cricket, especially, they know exactly how to play and what their strengths are there. Like you can score so fast there, like square of the wicket, you can just bat, and then they obviously do that. But yeah, that was pretty sweet to get that victory, and I think. It's obviously not. It is a derby. But it's not a derby in the sense of like football derbies, but obviously it's sweet to get a victory. It was um, the game at Yorkshire. It was a season that provided some bizarre memories. But the, the one, the one that leads in the four-day game when we managed to go on at three o'clock on Sunday, bowl one ball and then uh, bowl one over and then come off is probably the most bizarre. And those two, as you said, as you said earlier, <clears throat> that one in Durham badly affected by the rain. The game at, at, at Liverpool, and I've spoken to Lewis Reese about this as well, uh, it seemed to me that once the team had fallen five runs short of that bonus point, it was almost as though a pin had been applied to a balloon. The, the, the afternoon session after that was amongst the more disappointing, wasn't it? it from, a, from a number of runs conceded and, and the fact that you didn't take any wickets as a team. But was, was there a feeling, poor old uh, Dustin Melton on his knees out in the middle and having hit a six and not quite got over the yeah. line and that kind of thing? I mean, I mean it, must have been, it must have been very hard to take that. Yeah, obviously it was. Like, I think, like, I don't even know if it was in the end, but we kind of thought that we needed that and then it turned out it might have been on net run rate or something anyway. So, yeah, that definitely happened. I don't know if it was a case of being like down in the dumps or maybe going out and trying a bit too hard. Like, 
to force a wicket to like try and bowl them out after that. Like, but I think that's like when you that's what people get better at experience. I know I'm not old, but I've played quite a lot, so you manage to like put your emotions to one side and like try and crack on when that happens. And I think when you're young, like you probably go out and play and bowl on emotion a bit. And obviously, that was a pretty emotional section, as you say, that came before. So yeah, that was disappointing. Like I think we batted badly in a session. I don't know if we did first innings, we definitely did second innings, and then bowled badly in that session. And that's why we lost the game, really. Like when you look back at it, and I think if we want to keep getting better. I mentioned it a little bit before. You can't really afford to have them sessions. It can happen for four or five overs. Like like anyone, anyone can play well, but that just kept happening, really. <laughs> Yeah, I can only apologise if you started to think it was net run rate because we got a message, you know, you know where we were filled, we were watching side on and Matty McKiernan was right in front of us and he could hear what we were talking about. And we got this message from a journalist saying it, it, it might be net run rate, they might change everything, it might all be different. Yeah. So we, were, we were saying this and Matty McKiernan raced into the middle to tell Billy and then all of a sudden it was everywhere that, that no, the, the, the rules have changed, lads. Let's yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was like... Um, that was the whole year, really. Stuff kept changing, didn't it? Because we heard that apparently that, that had happened because that game at Gloucester had got called off mm. because of COVID. So then you couldn't do it on results. or Even though they were out of it, you couldn't do it on results and draws because they've not completed a game. Like, it had to be done on. But, yeah. I think, like, them things, you kind of say it sometimes afterwards, doesn't it? But, really, it's just a bit, probably a bit of a disappointing session, which happens. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned about things keep changing and obviously we see the fans watching on YouTube and seeing pictures and stuff of you running off every six overs and sanitizing your hands and doing this and we can't go in the grounds. Just how different was it? Was it going, obviously going all the games away for a start? Was it massively, massively different to, to normal and, and how did you cope with it? Um, I think the actual cricket was probably pretty similar like in the fact you just got in the battle and tried to show your skills and the game like you tried to win the game but the stuff outside of it was yeah a bit bizarre like some places you'd have like a packed lunch some places you'd go somewhere like some places like you properly taped out and couldn't go in certain areas other places was a bit more like there was just more space naturally so it was like just stay in your own areas and be sensible I think like the playing away by the end of the year was like a bit got a bit on top of you like because like to start with, we were going Leicester and Knott's, but where we live, you can drive there in the day. So it's not too bad. But I think like a few of us by the end of it that we played most of the games, or at least been to the games, were like, all we've done for the last two months, and it sounds like you're complaining, but like is drive, play, get home, wash your kit, put your kit back in the bag, drive to the next place and play. So it did, but like I'd do that every week to keep playing. Like I'm not saying that, but it did get a bit strange at the end of it. And then like, little things like when you're batting and they hit the ball towards you, like if you're off watching, you couldn't throw it back to them. You've literally got to watch them run like 40 yards for the ball to be in front of you and leave it. Right, then they've got to sanitise the ball. So it was just little things that were like a bit strange. Like I think when we were in practice, we all had to use our own ball and you couldn't um, like even throw it back to the coach. You had to like literally knock it back on the floor and they'd pick it up to start with. So there was like little things that was like, oh God. but actually playing was pretty normal and like enjoyable, really. 
It, it was. It, I mean, it was thoroughly bizarre, and and I can understand why the players would be weary about going away all the time. Because, quite frankly, I was. You just you miss the home comforts in the end, don't you? You you miss the familiar surroundings. I've just watched uh, pretty much all four of the uh, the one day games that are being played at, at Derby at the moment. The women and. And I'm I'm getting all sentimental looking at the looking at the stadium, thinking, oh, yeah. I wish I'd played, wish I'd watched a few games of cricket there this season. It looks fantastic, and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, the, and people, opposition commentators didn't seem to factor that in. They almost couldn't understand what was going on until you reminded them that you know, Derby should basically ensure that the international summer goes ahead by yeah. off, offering the Encora County Ground. Uh, and the other thing that, that struck me was that people kept saying, well, of course, it's going to be a different T20 this year because there'll be no overseas players and, you know, a lot of the cold packs won't come. And uh, and it turned out that we were without Ravi Rampal and the two overseas players who were due to come. But Dwan Olifir was still here for Yorkshire and Dan Christian was still here for Knots. And, and you're thinking, well, yeah... It, there was Derbyshire seemed to me to be slightly disadvantaged, or certainly disadvantaged more by losing Ravi, who was last year's leading wicket taker in the competition. Yeah. And some other clubs were by missing on some of their overseas players. Yeah, definitely. I think like everybody have a right to say whatever they think, but you look at Knotts. Knotts have a fantastic side anyway. Their T Twenty side is a full strength side. Like you can't get away from that. They've got Dan Christian and Ahmad Wazim in. And they've not got anybody, apart from Stuart Broad, who like, isn't played for them in the last few years anyway. They've not got anyone going out playing for England. So I think like little things like that, like they work in your favour. Like probably in the four-day stuff, a couple of them worked in our favour. Like there was a few that were a few teams that like had players that were in the bubbles, England bubbles, one-day bubble, and doing that. But yeah, we definitely miss Ravi, I'd say, and obviously Tony. Was finished now, but didn't play all year, so you missed someone of that experience as well. Even though in the red, he probably wouldn't play the white ball anyway, but certainly in the red ball. And then you miss our overseas, like our bowling attack pretty much this year was set up with that, like Sean Abbott to come in as overseas seamer, Ravi to come in, and then probably he'd rotate the third seamer with Tony and someone else. So that you lose half your attack then, and then you've only got like well, the lads have all played throughout the year, but you only really got me and Lewis that would have played every week. I think that is tough, like to do like that. But it's not an it's not an excuse. But I think like when a few of the other bigger counties say like, oh, we've not been able to get this player over, this player over. I'm like, yeah, look who you have got and how much like. Well, you don't want to bring money into it, but how much like you are paying them? Like you can't really complain. <laughs> like, no, I think I've seen a few. I've seen a few like. Um, a few clubs saying, oh, it's good to see we're playing a young side this year. And I was like, speaking to Billy about it, I was like, they should like see the sides like we put out each year and compete with them. Like They're not, they're not playing any side that's any younger than ours. They're probably more experienced and they're like going, oh, you know, the disadvantage we've got this year. And it's like, I think it's better to see that. I like seeing the young lads playing at all the counties. Like. Yeah. But yeah, I think sometimes like people say stuff without like looking into it deeply and properly. <laughs> oh, no question about it. Yorkshire, the major culprit, saying, oh, well, we've got this COVID <laughs> outbreak. We've got this COVID outbreak, so there's no Tom Cole at Cadmore. Uh, 
and, and then for the last game, they bring back uh, Joe Root and David Milan, who's the number one ranked yeah. T20 player in the world. And you think, well, hang yeah. on a minute. What did I, I know. Like, you're trying to pull on the heartstrings and stuff. And you're yeah. Like, yeah well, like, I've got no sympathy. I've got, you, you can have as much as I've got no sympathy for Yorkshire. Never have. <laughs> Never have. Yeah. How, how much, obviously you mentioned, touched on there, yeah, obviously, no Tony this this season. No Tony Palladino, and there'll be no Tony Palladino at Derbyshire anymore. How much? How much do you think you'll miss miss him? Because I certainly will, because he's my favourite ever Derbyshire player. I'm I'm a, I'm not ashamed of showing my love for Tony Palladino. So how, how much will he? How much will he be missed? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm sure the club will miss him a lot, but I'll certainly miss him. Like, there's not too many players that were there when I first started, still there now. So. But Tony is one of them. He was always like welcoming, like always spoke to him, asked him questions. He always like telling stories, and yeah, he's quite a bit older, but I've always got on pretty well with Tony. Like such a nice man, and such so selfless with his time. Like you ask him whatever you want, he'll try and give you an answer. Or if he can't, he like he'll go away and find an answer and come back to you the next day and think like that. So yeah, I'll certainly miss him. Won't obviously miss his skills on the field, but. I think when you play with someone, it's a lot more than just how many wickets they got, how many runs they got. That tone contributes on the field, off the field, to the team culture, the dressing room, and like I think that like, I know he's not from Derby, but he's pretty much got to go down as a Derbyshire legend. Like it's been unbelievable what he's done the last ten, probably ten years he's been there. I'd say I don't know exactly how long, but yeah, I wish him all the best with whatever happens. Obviously, it's not an ideal way to finish it's not a fairy tale ending like you probably want but yeah I'll certainly miss him and wish him all the best and hopefully catch up with him quite a bit in, in, in sport this kind of thing happens to teams all the time and you're, you're in a changing room and you've been at Derbyshire for like more than 10 years as you say do you almost become hardened to it you know that players oh, I'm not sure if he's going to get a contract and all the rest of it and it, it, you almost have to sort of put a shield around yourself don't you yeah definitely I think like when you see people like we don't get as bad as footballers but like when you see people on Twitter saying stuff like oh he looks nervous or oh, he's not interested like I don't think people realise what's going on in people's lives sometimes as well like people, there's probably half the team normally are in the last year or like, not half the team, but at least two or three that will be in the last year of the contract. Like, they feel like they've got to go out there and play for a contract every time. So like, as much as it's easy for someone who's just signed a three-year deal or like me this year, just signed a two-year, you know what you're doing. You can go out and express yourself. Like, on the other hand, there'll be a mate you're next to who you're talking about like, oh, this winter, what we're going to do? Like, we're going to, or we might not be training or we might be training here. Like, are we going to be back at Derby? And they're like, probably thinking like, oh, I hope I can have a job next year. Like, so you do. I've been lucky enough. Like all the decisions so far have been my own. I've never like had to go into my last year um, and like fight it that way. But I'm sure that will come a point. It happens to everyone. Um, but yeah, I think you do become hardened to it. But I think when yeah, you've just got to bear in mind that it is tough at times for people. But at the end of the day, you're there to do a job, and if you do it well enough, generally you will get looked after, but obviously there's occasions where that doesn't quite work out. And even if you are hardened to it, as you say, 
next year and possibly the year after are going to be very difficult financially for the game as a whole. Derbyshire yeah. isn't going to be immune to that. And that's also something that, that, that will be in the back of players' minds, won't it? Because you're thinking, well, you know, how, how long is this going to last? Yeah, definitely. I think, like everyone keeps saying it, but we've definitely not seen the back of it. Like, I think with coronavirus, like, the financial impact will start coming in now. And then it's not just like people losing their careers. It, people might not be earning what they feel like they deserve to earn. They might not be going on like certain tours because there might be restricted numbers like and stuff like that. So yeah, it is going to be pretty trying in the next few years, but hopefully the game's in a strong enough place where it can uh, carry on as normal. Do you think... From a selfish point of view, being a, a Derbyshire follower, both like media-wise and, and fan-wise, Derbyshire have always run a tight ship because they've not had the, the means of, of other counties, like we've just been on about Yorkshire and the Nottinghamshire's, and they've always run a tight ship. It's always, we've not necessarily had the means and we've got a close-knit, mainly homegrown squad. Do you think that will stand Derbyshire in good stead in the, in the coming seasons when other teams and other counties will have to make cuts? Yeah, I think so. I think like this year, like we've not been able to be at home, but it's got to be easier to run our ground than like run a Oval or the Lords or like Emirates Old Trafford or whatever. Like, so yeah, I think that will stand us in good stead. And then having the younger lads and giving them the opportunities, like I think it's got to. But I think it probably hits everybody. Um, like obviously the same, but there's different degrees and like. Uh, I don't know what money, but like 10 grand to a derby might mean a lot more than 10 grand to like York, uh, Knotswood down the road. Like that, that's obviously a lot more money we're speaking about in this than that. But yeah, so it will obviously hit everyone different stages, but I think it will stand in good stead. Like I think a few of the lads have signed slightly longer term deals, the younger lads now. So hopefully we can stick together for a few years on that basis. And if nobody's allowed overseas next year, that like, if people can't get in the country again, like, I've no idea what's happening with that. But it just gives them another year to play and more opportunities, doesn't it, really? Like, I don't know. I don't really get involved in that sort of side, the recruitment and the politics, because I can't affect it. So I'm not really that bothered. Like, I just tried uh, to do my job. You play with the senior, um, you're with the year now, mate. Get, get knocking on the door and sort of... Know, I'll, I'll get on the phone to <laughs> house and be like, oh, this is what we need. Just don't pick up any spinners. Just pick <laughs> <Yeah>. up some... <laughs> Elite football development are a, a local soccer school bridging the gap between grassroots footballing and academy football. They're run by a good mate of mine, a few good mates of mine actually, Ben Osborne, Jack Andrews and I know uh, Alex Antrobus and uh, Jake Dodds are all involved. They're all mates of mine, all Derby lads, all brilliant coaches, UEFA licensed. Basically, like we said, they're just trying to bridge the gap between grassroots, grassroots game um, where they first start and academy football, so they're trying to be that bridge between the grassroots and, and the academy football. They're, the minute, they're there every Monday night at Eastwood, Eastwood Community Football Club. It's still local-ish, but they are coming to Derby soon, so keep an eye out for that, because it's basically coaching off a Premier League footballer and, and some brilliant coaches. So, elitefootballdevelopmentuk.co.uk. Go and check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're all over the place. And yeah, it's, it's really exciting to watch watch them build what they're doing um, because they're doing a great job of it and, and they've supported us so nice one to Elite Football Development and, and the lads for, for backing us The weather system or the weather game was played this year in the four day game 
with the three groups of six and that kind of thing, there, there, there appears to be a huge groundswell at the moment to suggest that they're going to do it again next year. I did write it down, but I've not got it with me. Um, they're going to do it from what I can gather on the rankings from 2019. Derbyshire will yeah. fall if anybody wants to look it up. Just go from the top to the bottom. It's the teams. Derbyshire will be in the same group as the teams that finished third, sixth, ninth, twelfth. Derbyshire were fifteenth and then eighteenth. The reason behind it is it's, they say it gives every county a chance to win the title every season. You, there's no first yeah. division and second division, and it will get. Do you, do you like that idea? Is is that something that, that the players have discussed as well, and they like it? Because I think it's quite a good idea. As long as you're not playing all teams from the north every year, which would get slightly boring. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, I like it personally. I think it's good because I think it gives everyone the chance to play different teams, like everyone the chance to, as you say, win a title. But I think it also, like a bit deeper, gives everyone the chance to be on a level, play, level playing field to play for England. Like, if you do well in this competition, it doesn't matter who you play for, you're playing at the same standard as everyone else. Whereas I think in the past, like someone like Wayne, who's done so well for Derbyshire, but you say it's in Div 2. I know he scored the runs in Div 1 as well. Like, the Div 1 obviously is a better standard. That's why it is Division 1 and whatever. But I think sometimes, like, certain people get missed just for that, like, reason. So I think with this, it is a level playing field. Like, you can almost look and say, oh, he's got more, he's got this wickets, he's got that wickets. Like, they're playing against similar standard of things in different differing conditions all the time like you might play in the north the south like you know the conditions change from Durham to Somerset like so if you can do that I think it all should give a better idea to the selectors and I'm not saying I don't there isn't any bias really but I think it just gives you're at a smaller county there's less reasons to go like oh I need to move to go and get this opportunity because you're playing the exact same standards as everyone else so yeah I'm I think it's good. Like, I think if you're in Division 1, you're probably thinking, oh, we're in Div 1, like, we don't want to do it. But I think for Dahlus, I can see it being a good thing. And as I say, if the divisions change slightly each year, like, it'd be nice to play at every ground in the country. Yeah, no, because I, 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 they're going to sort of split it off from what I can gather. They're going to split it off after the, everybody's played each other home and away yeah. to, a, to a series of home or away games, top two, next two, and, and, and so on. And the prize money element is in there as well, which means that some of the, the ones who aren't playing for the championship are still playing for considerable amounts of money. Is which is, yeah. yeah, which is which is I think how they're going to do it. Apart from the bottom group, in which only the top two will get any prize money, so they'll be they really mm -hmm. will be they really don't will finish be at the bottom. <laughs> don't, finish, don't finish in that in that bottom group of, of six is is the motto. I like it <laughs> as as I say, as long as. As long as you don't end up playing just Yorkshire, Lancashire, Durham, Notts, Leicester. Yeah, that's that. when I heard about it, I was like, surely that's not happening. Yeah. Like, we can't just play the same. And then when someone said it was like that, I was like, oh, decent idea, pretty good. Yeah, I could do with a, I could do with a night out in Cardiff sometime soon, I've got to say. Yeah, well, I think I just want to play at a few of the grounds. Like, yeah. I've never played at, I've been to Somerset, but at 12th man, I've never played there and I've never played at Hampshire. They're the two I've not played at, so. Nice. Well, I've got yeah. yeah, I've got those two, and I've never I've never been to the Oval either. Have you not? I played no. one of my first games at the Oval. It's good yeah. there. It's nice. Yeah. So uh, no, I think it's I think it's a good idea personally. I'm glad to hear yeah. that the players are in agreement as well. I mean, so it's, it's, it could, yeah. they could just ease it through without any objections. Well, that's so I think, but don't think that people at the ECB 
probably hanging the hats too much on my opinion. <laughs> and T Twenty next year presumably will go back to normal. But would would you like to see a first division and a second division in that, or are you happy with the way things are, the way the T Twenty is organised? Uh, I'm pretty happy with it when it's yeah. the north and south, like the original groups. But if they did, if one and did two, that would be cool as well. They could own it. I suppose they could do a similar thing, couldn't they, like, uh, as they're doing to the four-day game, thinking of doing that. They could almost rank it, so you play a bit of everyone if they still wanted to play it like that, I suppose. But, yeah, I think I'm pretty happy with that. Well, I'm happy with the Division 2, Division 1 in the four days, but it is cool if they want to swap it. Like, it doesn't make too much of a difference as long as we play the same amount of games. You're just happy all the time, Chris. That's, that's just, yeah, just, just, just like playing. Just a happy, just a happy man. He's well, happy now, but I'm just going to bring up the T20 from this season, so that Ooh. might bring it down slightly. <laughs> from a season last year, which was incredible, and uh, I still maintain that I think if we'd have won that semi, I think we'd have gone on and, and probably won the... But he do not keep me awake at night anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it that wasn't... That, it didn't quite click as much this year with the, the T20. There wasn't the success this year. Can you put your finger on, on maybe what, what it was? Just just the one victory? Uh, I think when you get off to a bad start in the competition, you always then go searching. And in our first game, we were not very good against Yorkshire. And then we only just lost against Lancashire. Like, in the game, we probably like, nearly ended up winning again. But <laughs> that was a shame, that. But I think when you then you lose your first two, then you get a bit like panicky and you try too hard or someone's not quite got some runs. So you think like, oh, I've got to play in this certain way, try this. Or when you bowl and you might get hit in the power play a few times, it's like, oh, do we use this bowler or does he bowl like this? Whereas I think the year before we like, I don't know if we got off to a good start, but we got into a rhythm of playing pretty early. And this year, I think we just missed that, which didn't help. <laughs> I got a very nasty wake-up call in the second game at um, Trent Bridge. The only game I missed was at Grace Road uh, that, that you won. So you can blame yep. it on me. Um, but at Trent Bridge on that, uh, on that Thursday night, um, I, I, it, was, it was as disappointing, I'll, I'll use the word disappointing, it was as disappointing a Derbyshire performance as I'd seen in my entire time here, I think. I couldn't think of a worse one. Uh, and, and I mentioned it a few times on the commentary, uh, how disappointing I thought it was. Uh, and then uh, when we went on to the Zoom meeting, Corky says, we've been listening. I said, all oh, right. And then I panicked. I did panic because I hadn't been very complimentary. But um, you'd, you'd have known yourselves as players that, 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 that night. It was, it was, let's use disappointing again, shall we? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you've got a call it how you see it. People aren't in at the ground, so can't really like dress up if we play badly. You can't be going, oh, it's a great effort out there. They were unlucky, yes. can you? So, like, I won't think too much about that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Probably don't want to go on it too much. But, yeah, it wasn't a great game. And I think we, like, had a bit of a chat after that game and just got a bit... Not honest with each other, but just like, yeah, probably wasn't good enough, and need to make sure we t try and turn that around next year. But you have to, you have to almost have to plumb the depths, if indeed they were depths, 
to go again, don't you, sometimes? And you think, right, well, yeah, no, we haven't cracked this game at all. It's, it's a bit like golf, isn't it? When you, you, you yeah. get a good round and you go out next time and you, you're firing it all over the shop and you think, oh, I, I thought I'd cracked it, but I haven't. No, definitely. I think we got to the finals day last year. And if next year we got there, you'd probably look at this year and go like, well, at least we learned from it. Like we didn't. So I think if we got to finals day and then we just miss out on getting through this year or you get to a quarterfinal, you kind of like might dress up a few things and you obviously you want to do well all the time. Whereas like now, as you say, it probably gives you the opportunity to have a win to be like, well, we've obviously can do it the year before. So like, let's make sure we get a method and people are practicing in the right way to get us back up there and do it. So yeah, I think everything, every good achievement comes after a bit of a fall, doesn't it really? So hopefully next few years we can get back up there. Very much. I'm sorry, sorry, Blake. Very much like the four-day game. I'm not sure whether Sam Connors had played senior T20 cricket before. Dustin no, Norton certainly hadn't. No. Michael Cohen hadn't. I don't think. I think we had even mm. less experience in the T20s yeah, in the four absolutely. days, which was remarkable. Yeah, it was a good like. effort to have less experience, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and if Ben had been fit, he'd never played it before. So no. you know, you're not you're not thinking, oh, we've we've lost an experienced yeah. player there. And if Tony, lost... if Tony was available, he doesn't even play it anyway. That's so right. like, you wouldn't even be like you bring in someone in that like no. is a queuing. Well, Rab is your big one, isn't he? But yeah, it was disappointing. But yeah, yeah well. they'll benefit. They'll benefit. <laughs> Did uh, you, you finish that story off way through there, Fletch? Did Corky give you a bollocking then, or was he? <laughs> uh, um, well, he, he, well, I, at first I thought he meant he'd been listening to me and Stephen talking on the Zoom when we were discussing the game. Uh, but then he said, "Yes, we've had the uh, we've had the stream on in the changing room." That was the bit that, that I thought, right? I've got, I've got. So I just fronted it up. I said, "Well, you know what I thought. What did you think?" And fortunately. He was honest enough, as Critch has been, to suggest that yeah, it probably wasn't wasn't okay. the finest down. Yeah. So I, was, I got, I think I, got, I think I got away with it. I think if he if he come out of anything else, he'd be like Mourinho putting a spin on everything. Like, yeah. I think you've got yeah. to be pretty honest about that. Yeah. Well, I was getting I was getting again getting bashed by by the by a, a commentator might have been at Trent Bridge, who knows? Uh, and he kept saying, "Look, you've got to be more positive. You've got to be more positive." And my my view was that, you know, as much as I love it when Derbyshire win, I am unfortunately not a cheerleader. So, uh, yeah, there we go. No, is what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I was reading the other day. Dave Houghton's been well. He's very complimentary about uh, yourself um, after your winning player of the year about how you've made improvements and on your personal game, and that's what's. That's what's improved you and, and got you to, to play the year. What what have you focused on in particular to, to improve yourself to, to get to that level this season? Uh, obviously, a few technical changes. Like, did my work with Stuart McGill and, and did my own batting stuff. Um, Corky on the phone. <laughs> it's not, not my ass. I can't even answer the phone. Um, but yeah, there's obviously that. This is a burglar. Uh, <laughs> I can do that, yeah. Oh. You were getting um, you in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I would, bit of extra cash. Uh, no, I just tried to work on a few things that are a bit more consistent, really. Like, I think the older you get now, like, I want to try and not have many bad games, if any. Like, you're always going to have some, but with batting and bowling, I can probably counter it. Like, if you do get a duck, you can still bowl well. Or if you don't bowl because the seamers get wickets, they can still score runs, like, and then field as well. So... Now, I probably just works on trying to just make myself more consistent in a way and like 
trying to, which I've probably got to now, trying to be at a part where I can play a main role like with bat and ball, like get good enough and consistent enough rather than not being a young, talented lad and they're in the side because they're like, oh, I can do this, like you could do that. Like I am still young, but trying to contribute more all the time, which I felt I did this year. Like missed out a couple of times on getting 100, like through the Orchard one did get out, but we were finishing the, an over later, so I wouldn't have even got the opportunity to get it. At Durham, I was 48 or 49, not out, like playing well when it rained and there was no time left in the game. At Knott's, got run out on 40 yard as well. So there's a few times there where like, I'm doing well. So I think that's the next stage now, trying to be consistent, but consistently scoring 100 and taking wickets to win games. And do you have a sponsorship deal for the towel that sticks out the back of your trousers? No, I don't. Well, you I just, should. It's all I'll, I'll, have to get, <laughs> I'll have to get on to Brampton Brewery or no. you print me one out. I'll sell my soul for it. But no, I don't. I just there was just a load, and I took one. But <laughs> you tell yeah. you tell them that there should be a there should be a deal there because I mentioned the brewery's name several times because every time they've oh, he's got a towel, I said, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure he's got a sponsorship yeah. deal with Brampton. And yeah, if you are, be nice, wouldn't it? They've been, they've been getting they've been getting free publicity, Matt. <laughs> I know I got a tweet from them at the end saying that, so they must have been listening. But no, I'll get on to them. I'll tell them I'll move on to Heineken or Foster's or somewhere yeah. else if they don't no, give me no, one. No, no, no. Next next season I'm gonna have one made. It's gonna be a talk derby to me, Tal. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Do you have do you have targets in mind? I know. I mean, I know we're only two, three weeks removed from the, the end of the season, and you've got a winter to go through. But obviously, last year you must have had some targets, and you've improved yourself and got to, to play of the year. And the coaches have noticed that. Have you got extra steps now to that you've got in your head that you want to get to for the start of next season? Uh, I have little like things in mind that I want to change, but I think what's helped me in the last few years is like trying to go away from myself and my own goals and more think about how can I win the game for the team, like, what do they need at this point? Like, and I wouldn't say I was selfish when I was younger, I think you're just a bit naive, like, you always want to play, so you're like, oh, I've got to get my runs and wickets to do it. Whereas when you get a bit older and more settled in the team, you stop thinking about that, and you more think like, oh, what spell have I got a ball now? Like, sometimes it's like, like, Billy's captained a bit more now, and obviously I have a good relationship with him, and that, I'll ask him, like, what do you want from this? Like, sometimes it might be, oh, I just need to go one or two and over like tie and end up because the seamers need a break and then the other time you might be like just trying to just try and get us a wicket even if you go three or four and over and you get hit for a few boundaries like do that so I think yeah just trying to work out how I can best benefit the team and keep going forward like that yeah but obviously I have my own goals when I play for England and stuff like that but obviously if we win trophies at Derby that'll make that a lot easier and to grow a proper beard presumably and, uh, it's getting there, isn't it? It's not too bad, but Laura, Laura was asking me to shave it the other day, so I might just keep it for another few weeks. Yeah, it's good, man. Good, man. I'm, I'm very much in the calm. I'm just saying mine doesn't... Mine doesn't. I think you're better than me, Chris, to be honest. I, I can't be no, honest. Cool. I could leave the goatee, the Fletcher goatee, but yeah. we'll see. Look, it's the future. <laughs> Any, anything to add, Fletch? No, I think Matt's been incredibly honest there. I, I, and some good insights as well, because you, you, you sort of you sort of forget even when you're watching, you sort of forget. It, it's a strange game, cricket, isn't it? And, and we do talk about this, but you do forget that it's it's a very much an individual game, 
when you whether you're, if you're a batter or a bowler, certainly, and you're both, obviously. And yet, the context of the team is the thing that's the most important because you could be scoring a thousand runs and taking a hundred wickets, but if nobody else is doing anything, it, yeah. it, it doesn't count, does it? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, and, well, and I you, you have yeah, to think like that as well. No, definitely. I watched uh, Liverpool play last night and Robertson made his mistake and then next minute he can go down the other end and score. Like In cricket, if you get out, you can't go like, oh, back for you, mate. Like, let me go and score 100 now, can you? So I think you have to be more, even though it is an individual's game, you have to be more focused on the team and that. But no, thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I think when we did the last one, we said next time we do one, we'll do it in a pub. And that's what happened. So next season... Hopefully next, yeah, next, next time. time. <laughs> yeah, we'll be in a pub. We'll have to we'll, a, win, a winter update. Hopefully we can get in there, but we'll have to do it before eight o'clock so we don't cut off the tank curfew and only make sure there's three of us there. It'll have to be a Brampton's pub as well, won't it, of course? Yeah, well, if they come through with a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Have you got a... Uh, by the way, I need to get you on the Wall of Fame, mate, so I need a shirt as well. Perfect. I'll hook you up. I'll get you on. Nice Who else have you got there? Will Hughes? Yeah, well, Ben Osborne. I've only got one Derbyshire one up here. I've only got one Derbyshire top. Dude, uh, Tony. No, 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 I ain't got one of two. Oh. <laughs> I asked Tony for one when we won the league in 2012 and he said I've not got one. I think Di had about 15 of him before I saw him. Um, <laughs> and he, I, think he, I think he felt bad and he came. This is again Tony being Tony, as we said earlier. He was in the bar afterwards, in the members' bar, and he went and got me a training top and gave me that. Uh, so I've got that, mm. um, but I've only got Reese. So I need a, and he's part of the podcast, so that's coming down anyway. <laughs> Get him off. Get rid of him. <laughs> nice on Chris. Nah, perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, right. Bye.